So our the current medical model of looking at LDL cholesterol and saying that, oh, that one's too high, so we get in the, the, the drug therapies, the statin drugs, to severely reduce it is, as I've said, very simplistic. We need to actually look at LDL cholesterol a lot more uh, in-depth. And what you'll see is that there are different types of LDL cholesterol. So people who have the large, fluffy types of LDL cholesterol, these are the ones that do not get incorporated into the plaques in the arteries when, uh, when injury has occurred in the arteries. These are not going to be causing you to have any increased heart disease and they are essential for you to be a healthy individual. It's the small, dense LDL particles. These are the ones that are highly oxidised. They, they actually don't carry a lot of cholesterol in them, and these are the ones that get incorporated into the foam cells and the plaques in an injured artery wall, and it's these that are leading to the increased heart attacks and strokes. So you can see there's a lot of difference there and we're not, we're not measuring these. We're just lumping the LDL cholesterol together. This is the Diabetes Freedom Podcast, proudly brought to you by purenutrients.com, the type 2 diabetes specialists. Here we discuss the latest science to treat, prevent and reverse type 2 diabetes naturally so you can reclaim your health for a long, healthy and happy life. Diabetes Freedom Episode 11, Pat Ridley and Suzanne Ridley here. Today we're talking about the cholesterol myth because last episode we went into great depth around dietary fats and how the whole notion that saturated fat causes cardiovascular disease is just blatantly wrong. So we now need to discuss cholesterol because it is seen as the culprit for heart disease and you cannot leave it out of the conversation. So here we are. And Suzanne, how are you going to start this one? I think that people, when they hear about cholesterol, they automatically think about fat. That's got to be the one. And then they think about cholesterol clogging up arteries. They think that that cholesterol is just running around in the bloodstream, when in actual fact, 90% of the cholesterol is actually inside your cells. And what we don't realise, and this is totally overlooked by the medical fraternity, is that cholesterol is absolutely essential to life. Without cholesterol, you know, you just can't function. You would not be able to listen to me right now if you didn't have adequate amounts of cholesterol in your body. The, the benefits of cholesterol, the essential nature of it, you know, it's, it, it affects every organ in your system. I just want to quickly run through some of the essential features of it because it's quite enlightening. And, you know, and even when I was reading these, I was going, wow, like I didn't realise that it did so much. So as I said, it exists in every cell and 90% of it is actually inside the cells, not running around the bloodstream. Without cholesterol, your cell wall could, would, have, would not be able to be present. 
the cholesterol binds with some proteins and it causes these lipid rafts and they actually give the cell its structure. And without that, the cell would just fall in, you know, fall in on itself. So, you know, obviously you need cholesterol. It not only has, gives the cell its structure, it's involved in the communication within the cell. It, it's involved in what is passing in and out, waste products, stopping bacterias, in, you know, intimately involved in all this process. It's very important for repairing damaged arteries and we're going to come back to that because that's what is at the core of your you know, atherosclerotic plaques and heart disease. So it is actually part of the repair mechanism. It's essential for you to have, you know, good skin. One of the main features of low cholesterol is when people get dull, flaky skin. They get little bumps on the backs of their arms. Their, their, their fingers are, you know, they're peeling at the ends. This is all low cholesterol. So it, what it does in the skin, it, it not only it aids in keeping the skin hydrated, it protects it from the entry of toxins, but it's essential for vitamin D production. Without cholesterol in your skin, when the sun is hitting the skin, you can't make vi vi vitamin D. So it's really good for the ageing process then. It's going to make you look younger. It's absolutely essential for the ageing process. And what we found is that as we age, we need more cholesterol, but it's got to be the right type of cholesterol. And people with higher cholesterols, and we're talking about people, the studies have shown that people over 85 with higher cholesterols live longer and live healthier lives. And yet we are still helping on reducing cholesterol. So another very important feature of cholesterol is that that it makes bile acids. Now, bile acids are secreted by the liver and into the gallbladder, and then they go in and they emulsify fats in your diet. Without those, you can't absorb any, any of your fats or any of your essential fatty acids, and they're called essential for a very good reason. You have to have them. You can't absorb any of your uh, fat-soluble vitamins, the vitamins A, D, E, and K. So you become a very kind of nutrient depleted individual it is absolutely essential but one of the really important features of cholesterol and especially as we age is that the brain is absolutely reliant on cholesterol the brain only weighs two to three percent of your body weight and yet it contains 25 percent of your body's cholesterol you know just think about that so what happens when you start to really go at cholesterol and see it as the reason that we have heart disease. And I guess so, like, as we said last episode about the importance of cholesterol for the brain, or sorry, not last episode, it was the Alzheimer's episode, mm. and the fact that we're actively reducing cholesterol, that's going to make our Alzheimer's or dementia increase well the, the the rates of it you can see are scaling up you said it was like it's uh, referred to as a crisis mm. and it wouldn't just be because of all the added sugar in our diet it's also because we're trying to reduce the cholesterol and the, and the healthy fats so what was it uh dr Pelmutter said that a type 2 diabetic will have like a 50 percent increase in dementia so clearly we can see that it's not just one piece like sugar. It's also 
fats and cholesterol, it's a real holistic approach that we are advocating for people to take so that you're not just addressing one thing like type 2 diabetes, but you're addressing everything else, your heart, your brain, and even your skin. So you're going to look look younger. Now, what is it actually about cholesterol? So it's not just as simple as saying cholesterol is bad in terms of the mainstream view. They look at the LDL and the HDL. So they kind of separate those and they point the finger at LDL as the bad guy. That's exactly what has been happening. And the the whole story of cholesterol is far more complicated. We've made this idea far too simplistic. And it came back with the Ansel Keys, with, you know, uh, as we've spoken about with his seven country study, he started the lipid hypothesis and then several other studies that they kept looking at them and they tried to reduce the amount of cholesterol being consumed in the diet, but they found that that didn't make any change to, to the amount of heart disease. So then they started to realise that, well, cholesterol in the diet didn't really make any difference. And it doesn't because your body, you know, whether you consume cholesterol in the diet, how much you consume in your diet reduces the amount that your body produces. So, and then if you increase the amount of cholesterol in your diet, then your system will actually produce less in the body. So, you know, they realized then that the diet wasn't the actual thing. So then we developed this idea that, okay, it wasn't, you couldn't actually achieve it all through diet, but they still were pointing the finger at cholesterol and largely LDL cholesterol. And it was became bad cholesterol, which is so simplistic because you need LDL cholesterol. LDL cholesterol carries cholesterol to the cells. And we've already spoken about the fact that cholesterol is absolutely essential. So if you didn't have LDL cholesterol, you can't transport fats and cholesterol into the cells. And then the HDL cholesterol, that takes the excess cholesterol back and fats into the liver where they're packaged up and made into bile salts and etc. So both of them have a function and they're both absolutely essential. So our the current medical model of looking at LDL cholesterol and saying that, oh, that one's too high, so we get in the, the, the drug therapies, the statin drugs, to severely reduce it is, as I've said, very simplistic. We need to actually look at LDL cholesterol a lot more uh, in depth. And what you'll see is that there are different types of LDL cholesterol. So people who have the large fluffy types of LDL cholesterol, these are the ones that do not get incorporated into the plaques in the arteries when, uh, when injury has occurred in the arteries. These are not going to be causing you to have any increased heart disease. And they are essential for you to be a healthy individual. It's the small, dense LDL particles. These are the ones that are highly oxidized. They, they actually don't carry a lot of cholesterol in them. And these are the ones that get incorporated into the foam cells and the plaques in an injured artery wall. And it's these that are leading to the increased heart attacks and strokes. So you can see there's a lot of difference there and we're not, we're not measuring these. We're just lumping the LDL cholesterol together. So what you're saying is there are different types of LDL 
particles or LDL cholesterol types, and it's these smaller, dense uh, LDLs that are open to oxidation and inflammation. So again, it comes back to the same thing we've been saying. It's inflammation and oxidation, which we know is related to our diet. So if you're eating highly processed foods with sugar, that's going to start what attacking or what happens? Well, it causes oxidation. That's the thing. So as you said, and absolutely correct here, we keep coming back to the same problems. Oxidation, inflammation, and what are the driving forces of these? These same things that are causing our insulin resistance, our metabolic syndrome, they're all present also in how they're affecting our cholesterol particles. So even when we talk about HDL as being the good guy, HDL can also be damaged through oxidation and it actually can't perform its correct function. So it is a far more complex scenario. And I mean, I'm not saying to you all, you've got to go out there and get all your particles being, you know, analysed. You can't do that right now in Australia, at least, with a simple blood test. But what you do is you adjust the way you live and you, you recognise the factors that are promoting these small, dense LDL particles. And, and you look at the factors that are increasing your large, fluffy LDL particles. And it's this that's going to give you the, the right balance so that you can have healthy cholesterol levels in your body that are going to maintain a healthy life for you. So I'm going to look at the factors that actually will increase these oxidised and, and as we've spoken, glycated, where the sugar molecules are attaching to those proteins and that are causing the damage to the LDL particles. Junk food is there, number one, once again. That's a food that is highly processed and full of sugars and it predisposes to damaged LDL and HDL particles. It'll cause ox the fat to become oxidised. So the sugar is there, number one, again, with stress. If you have stress, your cortisol levels are raised and this will push up your cholesterol because cholesterol one of the functions I didn't mention, it's essential for producing your steroid hormones. Cholesterol is actually a steroid. It's not a fat. So it is essential for producing your steroid hormones like, like uh, cortisol, but also your sex hormones. So when you're under stress, your cortisol levels are up and that has, has so many detrimental effects to your health. So then it's also we've, we've pinpointed the processed foods and the sugar but we come back to con consumption of the wrong types of fats. So the vilification of saturated fats that went on saw an increase in the amount of vegetable oils that were being consumed. And these, these vegetable oils are high in omega-6 fatty acids and they are so prone to oxidation. By the time you get them off your supermarket shelf, they've been exposed to light, sitting in plastic containers, they're probably already rancid. And then we go and heat them and heat them again. Inflammation, oxidation, and this is all affecting the type of LDL cholesterol you have. So where did you first hear about this? I mean, you know, you've been in pharmacy for 40 years. And as I remember, you know, you embarked on the more uh, alternative and natural uh, approaches to health what around 20 years into your career 
and you undertook herbalism and clinical nutrition. Where did you hear this talk around dietary fats and cholesterol not being the bad guy? My teacher, Dr. Rob, Robert Bust, um, he's written two books on cholesterol. And if there's anybody that knows about cholesterol, this is the man to go to. Uh, he started as a biochemist and then became more interested in the you know, complementary side of, of medicine. He developed a lot of proprietary herbal combinations and clinical nutrition supplements as well. I've learned so much from this man and, and I would absolutely recommend that anybody who wants to understand cholesterol to go and purchase his book, Love Your Cholesterol. It is brilliant. It should actually be a text that all doctors are given when they're being taught. You know, it is full of scientifically based but also quite easy to read. And, you know, you can't read this book and come out with the same idea of cholesterol that you may have gone in, you know, th thinking about. He also has a really good article on cholesterol. Um, I think it's like Medicine FX is the blog. It is. Yes, it is. You're right. It's FX Medicine. Oh, sorry, FX Medicine. Yeah, FX Medicine, and you'll find some brilliant information in that. Yeah, so just Google Robert Bust, B-U-I-S-T, Dr. Robert Bust, and uh, Cholesterol. You'll see his book. I would buy it. I think there's two books. I think one may be The Cholesterol Myth, maybe. Yes, uh, Cholesterol Myth was his first book, um, and then he has, has now written uh, Love Your Cholesterol. One of the very interesting points that I picked up out of this book, and it's something I'd never heard of before, was that Dr. Buse talks about people having their own cholesterol set point. So whereas with blood pressure and, I guess, blood sugar and iron levels in the body, we tend to all have a, a similar, you know, amount that is, that's right for everybody, but Dr. Buse talks about the cholesterol set point, and he says that this is dependent on the person's hereditary, on their lifestyle, on their temporary needs. There are fluctuations in our cholesterol needs and, and you know, depending on what you're going through at the time, whether, you're, whether you are under extra stress. And this is not something that's even recognised in the mainstream medical model. So he says that, that some people, their set point will be higher and they'll have that right throughout their life with no ill effects. And, and some will have a... a lower set point. So that's a very interesting thing to consider. He also speaks about friends of his that have come to him and they've said, oh, I've got a cholesterol of 6.2 and my doctor wants me to go on statin drugs. You know, these are the drugs that lower your cholesterol. He said, because they're a bit concerned about me having a heart attack. He said, but I've had 6.2 cholesterol all my life. And Dr. Buse says to him, you know, don't be concerned about that. That's probably absolutely fine for you. Look at how you're living. Control your stress. Improve your diet. You know, these are the things that are important. Make sure you're getting plenty of antioxidants in your diet because these are going to protect those LDL cholesterols and the HDL cholesterol. You know, these are the important things. Stop eating so much. You know, this is we come back to this same thing again. When you are overeating, yeah, the effects of overeating. You know, he talks about the mitochondria. Now, every cell in your body has, has mitochondria in it. These are the little furnaces 
these are the furnaces that, that get, they derive the energy from the food that you're eating. And when you overeat, these mitochondria, they're burning away and they just can't cope with all that and they're just leaking electrons. And we know that le leaking electrons is oxidation. So take care of your mitochondria. Stop eating so much and eat the right food. What should people do as like an action here? So like, we know that cholesterol itself is not the culprit. It's when you have these the small, dense LDLs and these processed, um, well, they probably come from processed food anyway, right? So we know that. So obviously we need to be mindful of what we're eating. But like what other things can people do? Is there anything else? Um, yes, well, you know, the oxidation does occur from um, the, the type of food that we're eating. So we're talking here about making sure that you eliminate the vegetable oils, get into the healthy fats the coconut oil, the olive oil, the avocados, the nuts and seeds. One of the main antioxidants that are present in the LDL cholesterol is uh, vitamin E and CoQ10. That's something I really want to talk to you about is CoQ10. If you happen to be taking statin drugs and they are one of the most highly prescribed drugs in the world, it is a multi-billion dollar industry then you need to be aware that statin drugs are lowering your CoQ10 levels, and this can be up to 40%. CoQ10 is a powerful antioxidant, and it is essential for your heart, for your heart mus muscle to be working well. And it is also essential for your mitochondria. We've just spoken about the mitochondria and how it's essential for deriving energy, and CoQ10 is absolutely essential for that. So hang on a second, statin drugs, so are they used for uh, cholesterol and uh, high blood pressure? Is that right? No, they're only used to lower cholesterol. Okay. And the parameters for their use is being extended more and more. And the, this is coming from pressure from the uh, drug companies. I'm, I'm afraid showing that the study after study has shown that they should not be used really prophylactically. The small benefits that they may give you in lowering cholesterol is, is offset by, by other illnesses. The thing is that this is another thing that I read in Dr. Buse's book, that since the instigation of statin drugs and them being used so widely, the levels of heart failure have increased. You know, that's amazing. And why is that happening? Because they're reducing your CoQ10. And your CoQ10 is an essential nutrient for the heart muscle to be functioning. So how many people in your pharmacy, like you know, you're saying that you know, blood sugar medication's through the roof, what about statin drugs? Statin drugs would be, I would think, just about the major drug that I um, am giving out because once people are diagnosed with diabetes, with type 2 diabetes, their cardiovascular risk increases. So 90% of them are going to be on a statin medication. But also anybody who has cardiovascular disease or suspected to that is not type 2 diabetic is also going to be on a statin. And I never see the cardiologists or the doctors recommending CoQ10 to be taken alongside it. Well, I bet you Dr. Malhotra does. <laughs> he probably wouldn't even put people on statin drugs. He would just say, adopt a Mediterranean lifestyle, and then you'll start to see it correct itself. But now, now this is something big, though. You're saying that the, the statin drugs are the ones you, pro, you give out the most for the purposes of 
lowering cholesterol, yet you're saying that it's actually going to make someone's heart health worse because of the CoQ10 decrease. That's massive. Exactly. So people, if you're taking a statin drug, go and get yourself some CoQ10. That's coenzyme Q10. It is essential. You know, taking about 120 milligrams a day. I'm constantly recommending it to my clients. You know, some of them take it on board. The others, oh, they just, you know, they don't think it, you know, their idea is, well, if I'd been, if it was that important, I would have been told to to have taken it by the doctor. But, you know. And do you know the sad part is that I read that one of the drug companies a couple of decades ago, they were aware of the effect of the CoQ10 and they actually put a patent out to have the CoQ10 alongside their statin drug, but it was never actually pursued. No way. But they knew about this. They've known about it for a long while. So you're saying they put a patent out so they were the only one who could combine the statin drug with the CoQ10, which would actually negate that negative impact, and yet they didn't make it and they also prevented other people from doing it. Oh, well, I'm not sure if it went that far. You know, you know, I'm not, I don't know that for sure at all. But I, what I'm trying to highlight here is the fact that they were aware of the statin drugs effect on CoQ10 and they knew it was important, but it didn't get pursued. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, and that's very disappointing. So, you know, another thing I'll just point out to you, you know, this information we're talking about and that Dr. Bust has brought to light is not new information. If we go back 1988 in the Journal of the American Medical Association, it was stated that people with small, dense LDL particles were three times more likely to have a heart attack. How do you like that? You know, where is that information? Why has that become buried? Is it because we don't have a drug that can target LDL, small LDL oxidized cholesterol? Is that what it is? So they just target the whole thing? I don't know. but. You know, the information is there. Well, this has been fantastic information. You know, I've, I constantly learn more stuff when I talk with you. Um, I don't know how you keep it in your head, really. So there's so much, there's so much to know. When that happens, you know, sometimes it can overwhelm people. So let's just keep it simple once again. And we don't want to sound repetitive, you know, saying the same thing over and over, but we have to in a way because that's that it really is the answer. It's just that simple lifestyle where you're going back to a whole food diet, you're being aware of the added sugars, you are freeing yourself of all the misinformation around dietary fats and cholesterol and type 2 diabetes being a lifelong condition that's just going to get worse no matter what you do. So you can just be free of all those blatantly incorrect information and focus on those couple simple things you can do on a day-to-day basis. Start eating more saturated fats, more omega-3s so that you improve that ratio, the omega-3 to omega-6. And you know, again, you don't need to know what the actual ratio is. Just start eating more fatty fish, more avocados and nuts and seeds. Remove, throw out all those packaged foods. If you're going to be eating takeaway, well, make it really, really a rarity. Start focusing on the frequency of eating. 
Again, that's probably one of the biggest ones that just flies under the radar. People are not aware of, and hopefully, you listening to us, you're you've been listening from the very beginning, from episode one, and you are now implementing your own twelve-hour window at a minimum, so that you know, say you're waking up and you're eating at around six thirty or seven, you're not consuming anything after six thirty or seven p.m. at night. And then the big one, as I know, Suzanne, you always talk about the snacking society that we've become, you've got to just stick to those three meals in a day. And you stick on that path, you know, we guarantee that you're going to improve your health. You're going to improve your quality of life. And hopefully in that process, you can come off all this unnecessary medication, reverse your diabetes, live longer with your family. That's really the absolute bottom line, isn't it? To enjoy your life and in, and in order to really do that, you need to be healthy. So I want you to open up the conversation with your doctor. If you are on statin medication, make sure that it is absolutely necessary for you. And in order to open up this conversation, I think you need to be educated. So I'd like you all to go out and buy Dr. Bu's book, Love Your Cholesterol, lend it to your doctor. This is information we all need to have. And if you are on statin medication, please make sure you're taking the CoQ10, the coenzyme Q10 that I've spoken to you about. The simplicity of it is everything Patrick just said about your diet, but don't forget those antioxidant foods, you know, the, the array of colour in your vegetables, the berries, the, you know, the blueberries, the blackberries. They're full of all those lovely antioxidants, the nuts, Full of vitamin E. And I wish you well with this. It's not an easy thing to get your head around because we have once again been so indoctrinated and been sold a very simplistic model. Yeah, and it is actually causing the, the health complications that we're seeing and they're just scaling up crazily. So we wish you all the best and we have confidence that you will get great results if you follow this simple formula. And you know it is holistic because there are other things that you should be doing like exercise and your sleep and your stress levels. But if you just focus on your diet for now and the times you're eating, you're going to get huge results. And if, if you want more help, then check out our website, puranutrients.com. We have a diabetes recovery program. We have a blood sugar masterclass and uh, Suzanne's book. It's all on there waiting for you if you want to take it to the next level and we can support you. So our diabetes recovery program is designed so that you can come on board, be part of the community. Suzanne and myself will meet with you once a week online and we'll answer questions. We will guide you through your own specific needs because everybody has different needs and different situations. In that way, the community, Suzanne and I and yourself, we all support each other and then we spread the message. We wish you all the best. Thank you for joining us once again on Diabetes Freedom. This is episode 11 and we will speak to you again. This is the Diabetes Freedom Podcast, proudly brought to you by Purinutrients.com, the type 2 diabetes specialists. Here we discuss the latest science to treat, prevent and reverse type 2 diabetes naturally. 
so you can reclaim your health for a long, healthy and happy life.